What is up guys, it is Quinn here. And in today's video, I'm gonna be going through the number one draft strategy if you are picking early on in the first round. So I consider like an early first round pick to be one through four. In my opinion, this is actually the best spot to draft for fantasy football. So I'm pretty excited to jump into this video. Basically, I'm just gonna be going through like the players who are gonna be in your projected range, right? Like if you're picking in the first round, which players are gonna be there if you're picking in the second, you know, pick, what is it, 21 to 24? What player is going to be available? Who should you be targeting? When should you be going after tight ends? When should you be going after quarterbacks? All of this stuff. While you guys are watching, if you enjoy the content, do me a huge favor, hit that like button, and then subscribe to the channel. And then towards the end of the video, I'm going to get into a few different mock drafts. So basically just one mock from each position, first pick, second pick, third pick, and fourth pick, just to kind of show what kind of teams you can put together at this spot. So let's just jump right into the video and we're gonna start off with our approach in round one. So these are the players that you're gonna be choosing from if you have a top four pick. So the 101 right now is Jonathan Taylor. I think this is fine. You can see the colors here are basically how I feel about these draft picks. So yellow is like, I think this is a neutral pick at price. Red is, I don't like this price. And then green is, I think this is a really solid value. So for me, Christian McCaffrey is my 101. I totally understand if you want to go Jonathan Taylor. I think that's totally cool. I'd go CMC, but Taylor is a very fine 101. The 102 right now in terms of ADP, I'm using 4 for 4 ADP. Basically, they just combine a bunch of different platforms to make like consensus ADP. If we're being honest here, like no ADP is going to be 100% perfect. Some leagues are more competitive. Some leagues are more casual. This is kind of the best thing we have, in my opinion. If there are players that I think are going to go either earlier or later in, you know, specific types of leagues, I'll kind of talk about it. Like I think McCaffrey in most leagues is going to be a locked in top three pick. But so here at the 102, I think Cooper Cup is a fine pick. If I was going to pick Cooper Cup at the 102, it would be over Jonathan Taylor and not over Christian McCaffrey. But if you're someone who wants to go wide receiver, you don't like the uh, potential risk of drafting a running back the injuries, all this stuff. I think Cup is fine at the 102. I would not be going Austin Eckler at the 103. If you're at the 103, I'd be choosing either between McCaffrey or Cooper Cup, assuming that Jonathan Taylor is the 101 off the board. Derrick Henry at the 105. I feel like he's fine at the 105, but I wouldn't push him into the top four. And then at the 106, Justin Jefferson. For me, Justin Jefferson is in that like 3-4 slot. I have a pretty clear top four of CMC, Jonathan Taylor, Cooper Cup, and then Justin Jefferson. So those are the top four players I would go with. If you want to switch it up, I guess I wouldn't hate it, but that is a pretty firm top four for me. Maybe you could throw Jamar Chase in there also. So that's kind of what we're looking like for round one. I think most people, it's going to be if you're picking first or second, you're going running back. If you're picking third or fourth, you are going wide receiver. But that's kind of speaking in generalities here. Now we're going to move into round two, where I think there's a lot more wiggle room here. And so now in terms of ADP, the picks here that you'd be taking from is the 209, the 210, the 211, and the 212. But I included players who are available a little bit before that, you know, in the odd case that they fall. And then also players going after if you want to potentially reach on a guy. So 207, Mark Andrews. I think if Mark Andrews is falling to you at the 209, 210, 211, 212, I think he's a fine player to pick there. Alvin Kamara, I think he's fine to pick here with the new news that, you know, his suspension may not be going into play this season. I think if he's playing a full, you know, 17-game season, it's totally cool if you're picking him here. 
The players that I'm going to be avoiding in this spot, it's going to be Nick Chubb and Javante Williams. As of right now, I just don't see the upside with these players. For Nick Chubb, without knowing like Deshaun Watson's suspension status, I know we got six games, the NFL's appealing, all this stuff. I don't think Chubb has much of a ceiling without Deshaun Watson on the field. And so right now, he's just not a player I'm targeting in the second round. For Javante Williams, I don't want to be targeting a running back who's in a 60-40 committee. Just think that's very likely here. I'd much rather go after Melvin Gordon in like the 8th, ninth round than spend elite draft capital on Javante. I think Leonard Fournette is a fantastic target at this price. If you're getting Fournette late second round, early third round, I think you're doing something right. Here at the 212 and the 301, I think Tyreek Hill and Mike Evans are okay picks. Personally, I have players like Keenan Allen and T. Higgins ahead of them, so I wouldn't be drafting them here, but I understand the appeal with these guys. And then probably the biggest value here at the 302 is Saquon Barkley. I think in more competitive leagues, he's probably going to be going like mid-second round, maybe even early second round. But I know like on ESPN, he goes very late. On other platforms, he is going at that 2-3 turn. So it is possible you can be getting him here. So the players I'm targeting here, guys like Mark Andrews, I like Fournette, I like Saquon Barkley. You could go a wide receiver like Debo or CeeDee Lamb if they fall. It really just depends. But picking in like the back end of the second round, there's always going to be a solid player here, right? Like if the receivers and tight ends go early, you're going to be choosing between Aaron Jones, Fournette, Saquon. If the running backs go early, you're going to be choosing between Mark Andrews, Debo, CeeDee Lamb. You're just never really losing out at this price. And then if you have an early first round pick, late second round pick, that turns into an early third round pick. So these are the players we're looking at here. Already talked about Fournette. We talked about Hill. We talked about Evans. We talked about Saquon. Here from the 303 to the 306, I think all these players are really solid values at price. I talked about how I really like Keenan Allen and T. Higgins. You're getting them early to mid third round. James Conner, I think at the 304 is solid value here. And then I wasn't even a huge fan of A.J. Brown, but here at the 305, wide receiver 11, I think he's definitely a fair price here. So if you have the pick like one through four, you could really start your draft in a variety of different ways, right? Like if you're going JT or CMC, you could potentially have a start where you're going, you know, Christian McCaffrey, Leonard Fournette, Saquon Barkley. If you pick a wide receiver, you could end up going like wide receiver, tight end, wide receiver. It's really kind of a flexible draft strategy. You can go with a bunch of different positional alignments, and I think you're really winning no matter how you kind of play it out. But now moving into round four, we're kind of at like that four or five turn now. As you can see, I think the value here is at the wide receiver position. So guys like Deontay Johnson, Mike Williams, Terry McLaurin, DK Metcalf, going at the 407, 408, 409, 410. And then you can see the players that I'm not very in on. Antonio Gibson at the 411, Josh Jacobs at the 501, J.K. Dobbins at the 502. These are running backs I want to be avoiding in the dead zone. The only running back that I would be targeting here is Travis Etienne. Coming off the board is the 412. I'm going to be totally honest here. I talked about the beginning. If I thought a value was off, I'd talk about it. I think in competitive leagues, Travis Etienne is going to go much earlier than this. I think he's going to be someone going at the 3-4 turn. I have seen him fall here in certain mock drafts. I think it's ESPN. He's ranked pretty low, you know, on like their big board, whatever. So just kind of pointing that out there that he may not be here, you know, in a ton of drafts. But if guys like Travis Etienne are going earlier, Gibson's going earlier, right? Like if these guys are getting pushed up the board, then you're getting value at the wide receiver position. 
You could be looking at players like Marquise Brown. I assume DJ Moore is already off the board. But basically what I'm trying to say is the value here in the fourth round is going to be with the wide receivers and not with the running backs. The only running backs I would be targeting here are Travis Etienne and Brees Hall, which is what you can see right here. They also have Kyler Murray going off the board at the 504. I think it's a little bit early for Kyler, but this is probably like the earliest point I would take him. And then Elijah Mitchell at the 505, avoiding him. Jalen Hurts at the 506. I just think it's a little bit early. So now I kind of just want to talk about like where I'd be comfortable taking these elite quarterback and elite tight end options. Because I feel like, you know, ADP is all over the place on these guys. On some platforms, like you're going to have to take these elite quarterbacks like second, third, fourth round if you really want them. On other platforms, you can kind of wait. You should never be reaching on quarterbacks just because other players are doing it because you can just sweep up that value elsewhere and then pick a later round guy. So this is where I'm taking the quarterbacks. Josh Allen, earliest I take him is like the 4-5 turn. He's the best quarterback, but I just think it's a very deep position. There are better options. And then Kyler, Lamar Jackson, and Justin Herbert, I would take in the 5th, 6th round. You're never going to get Herbert that late. Kyler and Lamar can fall to the 6th round. So that is where I'd feel comfortable grabbing those guys. And then Jalen Hurts, it would be like 6th round, 7th round, you're smashing that draft button. And then at the tight end position, you know you're going to have to pick Kelsey and Andrews probably in the second round. Kelsey especially, probably early to mid-second. Andrews potentially like mid to late second, maybe early third round if he falls. And then Kyle Pitts is typically going around that 3-4 turn. So Kyle Pitts isn't really relevant here, you know, if we're picking like 1-4. through four. Because you don't want to pick him like early third round. He's probably not going to fall to you late fourth round. But the tight ends who will be in range, potentially, Darren Waller and George Kittle. I've seen in a lot of mock drafts, these players are going at that 4-5 turn, late fourth round, early to mid-fifth round. It's very possible these players are available for you. So basically, like the players I'm targeting here at the 4-5 turn, if Brees Hall or ETN fall here, they're basically an auto draft for me unless I somehow went like running back, running back, running back. But then it's wide receivers, and if it's not wide receivers, it's snagging a tight end like Darren Waller or George Kittle. That's kind of what I've broken it down to at this 4-5 or five turn. I think that's going to be pretty common. The value is at wide receiver. If you can get one of these top tight end options, it's there. And then obviously on the off chance that one of these running backs falls, I would be interested. Now we're going to move over to the 6-7 turn. And at this point, like, consensus ADP is all over the place. One platform is drastically different from another one. So I basically just went through a list of players who potentially could be available here and I think are really solid values. So at the 6-7 turn, if you can draft a guy like A.J. Dillon, I think that's solid. But other than A.J. Dillon, the value here is with the wide receivers. Guys like Adam Thielen, Juju, Darnell Mooney, really like that. Amon Ra, Michael Thomas, think he's a very solid value. Elijah Moore, big fan there. Rashad Bateman should be going way earlier than wide receiver 35. And then Drake London. So the value here is definitely at the wide receiver position at the 6-7 turn. And that's also why I'm very comfortable going like running back heavy in round one, round two, potentially round three, because I know the wide receivers are going to be strong in round five, you know, round four, five, six, seven, you're going to have opportunities to get really solid wide receiver play. And then some of the fades in this general area, Dak Prescott should not be drafted. I don't think he should be drafted at the QB9, and he definitely should not be drafted at the 6-7 turn. I think guys like TJ Hawkinson and Dallas Goddard are going here in some platforms. No shot. You should be drafting these guys in the 6th or 7th round. And then Damian Harris, 
just way too early here for Harris. He's a guy who should be going more in like the eighth, ninth round of drafts. And then just some more targets at the eight, nine turn. Trey Lance, I think, if you miss out on one of those elite options, and then you don't really want to go for like a Dak, a Brady, a Burrow. Trey Lance is a fantastic high ceiling option going at the eight, nine turn. In more competitive leagues, he's probably going to be going earlier on. But in less competitive leagues, like a lot of times he's just sitting there. If there's 12 teams in the league, 11 teams have drafted a quarterback. He's just sitting there like waiting to be snagged as the last starting quarterback. So that's kind of something you just have to read throughout the draft. Other targets I like here, Drake London. I talked about him at the, uh, what was it, the 6-7 turn. On some platforms, he's still going to be available here at the 8-9 turn. I like Melvin Gordon. Chase Edmonds, think these guys are solid running back picks here. I like Brandon Ayuk. I like Ramondre Stevenson. I'm going to be talking about him, I believe, in tomorrow's video. And then I also like Traylon Burks here at wide receiver 45. And then just some fades in this area. Derek Carr. I don't know how Derek Carr's ADP is this high. If you're playing in like a 12-team league, there's no shot Derek Carr should be like a QB2 off the board at the 8-9 turn. And if you're picking him as your top quarterback, you still should not be reaching for him here. I don't like Kenneth Walker at this range. I just think there are better running back options available. And then Christian Kirk, if you looked at those other receivers I put down, I would firmly take all those guys over Kirk. So I'd be fading him there. And now we're going to jump into some mock drafts. Just went through the draft wizard, picked at the one, two, three, and four spot. So we're going to jump into the number one pick mock that we did. So we start off here with Christian McCaffrey. I was hoping we could get a running back to kind of fall to us here at this turn. Sometimes it happens. Sometimes it doesn't. It did not happen here. We saw Fournette and Aaron Jones went off the board at the 210 and the 211. So that left us, you know, we kind of recalibrated. We ended up going with Mark Andrews and Keenan Allen at the turn. I think that's very, very solid. Then with our fourth round pick, Brees Hall actually fell to us here. It's possible. Wouldn't say it's super likely, but we took him. And then we just pounded the wide receiver position with players that I like. Marquise Brown in the fifth. And then Bateman and Elijah Moore at the 6-7 turn. I think the value is totally there on those guys. Then we get our running back three in Tony Pollard. Really like Pollard in the eighth round, especially late eighth round. We get Traylon Burks in the ninth. We fill out our quarterback position with Trey Lance. Kind of how I talked about, right? You see how all these other teams already drafted their quarterback, right? Like what? Teams went second round, third round, fourth round, sixth round, and then seventh round. And we snagged, you know, potentially like a top three upside quarterback in the 10th. If you're missing out on that position, you can just punt it and snag a guy like Lance. And then we hit the running back position two more times with Rashad White and Ty Davis Price. And then we finish it up with uh, Rondell Moore as our wide receiver six. So I like how this turned out. A very balanced team. You have two really solid running backs, a solid RB3, an elite tight end option, and then some really solid wide receiver depth. These are all set up as like normal roster construction. Uh, it's half point PPR, and then it's one quarterback, uh, two running backs, two wide receivers, a flex, a tight end, and I believe I went through all that. Yep, those are the roster settings. So that's our team from the number one spot. I don't really like the number one spot as much as I like two, three, or four, just because I picked McCaffrey at the 101 over Jonathan Taylor, so I'd much rather pick at the 102, where I basically know CMC is going to be there, and I basically am getting like an earlier pick in the second round, but just kind of how it plays out here. So now over to the number two spot. So we go Christian McCaffrey at the 102. Then we go Alvin Kamara here at the 211. 
This is something I haven't been doing a ton of just because I feel like there's normally either Aaron Jones, Saquon, or Leonard Fournette here. But I was just looking at the board and thinking, you know, Alvin Kamara with no suspension is looking like a pretty juicy pick here. Definitely some risk because if he gets suspended, obviously that we're probably reaching on him here. But if he doesn't, like if there's no suspension for Alvin Kamara, he's probably going in that like 106, 107, 108 range. So it was a risk I was willing to take. This is a pick where I normally choose between Keenan Allen and T. Higgins. I went with Keenan Allen in the last draft. So we go T. Higgins here. Then we see Darren Waller fall to us here at the 411. This was a spot where actually looking back on it, I could have waited for Waller just because Mark Andrews was picked by that first team. I didn't realize it initially, but I also knew there were a ton of wide receivers available that I would be interested in, right? So Mike Williams, Sutton, and Marquise Brown, I'd be totally comfortable picking either of those guys in the fifth. Marquise Brown is the one who ends up falling to us. So we get him at the 502. Then we go elite quarterback with Jalen Hurts in the 611. Followed up with Rashad Bateman in the seventh. Tony Pollard again in the eighth round. I like the value there. Then we go back-to-back wide receivers with Sky Moore, who I really like, and then Julio Jones, who I think I have in at least a few of these drafts. Then we go Rashad White, Kenny Galladay, and then Ty Davis-Price. So basically, this is like a uh, double hero RB. Started off strong with McCaffrey and Alvin Kamara. Our wide receivers are decent with T. Higgins, Marquise Brown, Rashad Bateman. We have elite tight end and elite quarterback with Darren Waller and Jalen Hurts. And then we just round it out with some solid bench pieces. So that is the number two spot. Now moving over to the number three, this is where you're typically going to be drafting your wide receivers, Cooper Cup and Justin Jefferson. If Jonathan Taylor, not Jonathan Taylor, if Christian McCaffrey falls to the 103, I'd totally be taking him there, but it's not something I think you can be really expecting. So we start off with Cooper Cup at the 103. Then we go with Saquon here at the 210. Leonard Fournette ends up falling to us at the 303. So that is a smash pick. I think this is something that you could kind of be seeing on like ESPN platforms, except for I think Fournette and Saquon would be flipped because Saquon's the one with the lower ADP. I think it's something that's going to be rare in more like, you know, high quality leagues, not high quality, like more competitive leagues, but it's something that, you know, is potentially possible. Then we also see Brees Hall fall to us at the 410. In more casual platforms, I think you'll definitely see Montgomery go before Brees Hall in more competitive leagues. I think Hall will go pretty firmly in front of Montgomery and Dobbins. Then we snag Cortland Sutton in the uh, fifth round to be our wide receiver two. Then we go with Michael Thomas. Then here in the seventh round, I'm looking at my team. We haven't gone elite quarterback or elite tight end, so I wanted to snag a top quarterback. I go with Jalen Hurts. Eighth round, we snag Traylon Burks. At this point, I don't like the value at tight end, so I'm just going to wait. Then we go Kareem Hunt in the ninth. We go Dawson Knox in the tenth. Someone I really like is a late round tight end. Then we go Julio, Pickens, and then we round it out with Albert O as like our tight end two option because we did wait at the position. So this is a team that's very strong in both the running back and wide receiver portions. You know, Cooper Cup, Sutton, Michael Thomas as the top three. That is strong. Saquon, Fournette, Brees Hall. Really like those running backs. So that's what we get out of the three spot. And then the fourth pick, the final mock draft of this video we started off with Justin Jefferson, get the fourth player in that top tier I have. We follow it up with Leonard Fournette in the second, and then we snag T. Higgins in the third round. We then go to the fourth round with Deontay Johnson. Deontay Johnson at the 409, I just love. Then we go back-to-back, elite tight end, elite quarterback with Darren Waller in the fifth, and then Kyler Murray in the sixth. Then we actually get J.K. Dobbins here in the seventh round. 
definitely a big faller. There were just no running backs picked in the, uh, I guess it was just the sixth round. But J.K. Dobbins is someone who I'm going to have very few shares of. But if he's going to fall this far, I'll take him. And actually, Brees Hall was picked in the sixth. I could have picked him a few times, but it was basically at the point where I was like, all right, realistically, this man is never going to fall this far. So after J.K. Dobbins, we then go with Sky Moore, Tony Pollard, Tyler Boyd, Julio Jones, Ty Davis Price, and Dearness Johnson. Now, I will admit that normally, like we're not going to luck out with a running back to this good in this spot. Because, right, we start off with uh, three wide receivers in the first four picks. Those guys are all playing two wide receivers, one of them in the flex. We go Leonard Fournette as our RB1. Then we have Waller and Kyler slot in as our tight end one and our QB1. So then at this point at running back, we would be a little thin. I don't think Dobbins is going to be going in the seventh round. So maybe we wait on the position. We grab another wide receiver. And then we come back. We snag a Tony Pollard. And then we'll hit the running back position a few more times. But because we did grab Dobbins, we were kind of able to adjust here. But that is basically going to be this video. I really like picking from the, you know, one, two, three, or four spot. I feel like you're guaranteed an elite option, whether, you know, it's McCaffrey, JT, Cooper Cup, or Justin Jefferson. And then the value is just really, really strong in the late second, early third round. I feel like there's not much of a drop off from like the early to mid second to the late second. So really, you're just getting one of these elite options. And then you're kind of double dipping in the second and third round on players who could arguably be like early to mid second round caliber players. There's just kind of one big tier. I feel like probably from like player 11 to almost like player like 22, 24, somewhere in there. So I just think that's where the value lines up best. If you guys enjoyed this video, do me a huge favor, like it, you know, subscribe to the channel. I'll be doing draft strategy for the other picks. So what would it be uh, five through eight and then nine through 12. So if you want to see those, you know, just keep stopping by the channel. Thank you all for stopping by and I'll see you in the next one.